Once the children, you, once we receive the offering, children, you may be dismissed for Sunday school. Actually, if I could have the children look at me for one second. If I say the name Wayne Gretzky, does that mean anything to you kids? No. Who's a hero that you have? Seth. Iron Man? Have you heard of Iron Man? Have you heard of Spider-Man? Jason, have you heard of... When I say Spider-Man, what do you guys think? Pretty cool? Like he, oh, no. Oh, Seth. Who's your, who do you like, Seth? His mom, oh, wow, hey. Man, you better look under that tree this Christmas, bud. You, you, just, you just hit a home run. When I say a name, a picture pops into mind. Hey, children, you may be dismissed. When I say the name Wayne Gretzky, not, you, you don't see the letters W-A-Y-N-E. You see a guy playing hockey in his glory days with the Edmonton Oilers. If I was to say Winston Churchill, you don't see his name written down. What you see is, is you, 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 the picture that comes to mind is this leader who led a great nation through some very perilous times. When I say the name Mother Teresa, what comes to mind? Someone, you, you don't think of just the letters, but a picture comes to mind. When I say the name Jesus, what comes to mind? When I say the name Jesus, what comes to mind? How you live demonstrates your picture of what you think Jesus is. How you live demonstrates your picture of who you think Jesus is. What you say demonstrates your conviction of who Jesus is. This is something that I'm learning, I'm practicing, I'm, I, I have some days when it's really great and there's other days when sometimes it's a struggle. But I believe Jesus is the victor. We sang it this morning. So if I believe He's the victor, then the words that come out of my mouth should be words of victory. I shouldn't be saying, well, I can't do that. Instead, I should be saying, through Christ, I can do all things. I shouldn't be walking around saying, well, I'm not good enough because I can say, no, I am the righteousness in Christ Jesus. So I want to spend a few more minutes. Last week I talked about the name of Jesus, and I want to spend a few more minutes this morning talking about the name of Jesus. The title for this sermon would be, What is in a Name? What is in a name? So as we, we go about this morning, I want to share some thoughts about a name. Last week, I, I want to just quickly, last week I gave you ten things, and I want to just go over those very quickly because I believe we need to, we need to learn how to use Jesus' name properly. We need to learn the power that is in His name. 
At His name, heaven responds. Not just the office, not just like the principal's office, not just like, oh, well, the boss said so. No, at His name, all heaven resounds when His name is spoken. All the ears of creation turn and listen and attune to the name Jesus. When the name Jesus is uttered, all of heaven, all of creation, all of His mighty works, everything that He's done has paid attention. It says that the disciples couldn't believe that the wind and the waves obeyed Him. They don't have ears. But it was at the name of Jesus. Can you imagine speaking to the wind and the waves? When you speak to something, do you think it actually hears you? When you operate in the name of Jesus, things listen. Trees respond. Fig trees respond to the name of Jesus. Oceans and waves are settled at the name of Jesus. Diseases leave at the name of Jesus. The enemies, demons, leave. Jesus, I find it amazing. It says he went, he went on this boat across the water in Matthew, I think, chapter 8 or 9. And it says he got out of the boat and two demoniacs came and said, are you here to torture us? He didn't have no publicity. He didn't say, put it on the radio. He didn't have this mass, guys, I'm coming here, let's let's. Hit every neighborhood. Now, he did that in a couple other areas. He said, prepare the way. But here, he just gets on the boat, goes to the other side in the name Jesus. In fact, his disciples, when they were, they were looking around and, and he, Philip comes to him. Actually, first of all, Andrew, who was with um, John, comes to Peter, who's called Simon at the time, says, hey, here's the Messiah, his name. And they come and see him. And then say, and later on in that chapter, uh, Philip comes to Jesus. And then Philip goes to his brother Nathaniel and says, Hey, the one who Moses talked about, I found him. And then Nathaniel comes and Jesus says, Oh yeah, I saw you under the fig tree. The name of Jesus. Last week I gave you ten things. Today I'm going to give you one more. Because as I was studying, I realized my study was incomplete. But I want to just quickly write these, give these to you, and then I'm going to get into today's sermon. But what does his name bring? His name brings salvation was number one. The most important thing you can realize is his name brings salvation. When he was heralded by the angels to Mary, it says, and he shall bring forth, you shall bring forth a son and you should call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. That is when we speak to people and we share Christ, what we're doing is we are sharing salvation. Anybody here need to get saved out of a situation? I'm not saying you're not saved, but God saves. God saves. I don't know about you, but sometimes I make a mess. And I found David doesn't save. David makes a mess. But I thank God that he saves. His supremacy, 
His name brings supremacy. He is superior. Philippians, it says he's the name above all names. I'll get to that in a minute. His name brings boldness. They spoke boldly in the name of Jesus. When you speak Jesus' name, you can speak with boldness. Confidence. Surety. His name brings miracles. Hallelujah. His name brings miracles. His name brings healing. His name brings worship. When we worship Him in His name, this morning we were singing songs about Jesus and what we were doing was we were coming into worship to the King. His name brings sweetness. There's no name as sweet as the name Jesus. There is no name as sweet as the name Jesus. His name brings strength and might. His name brings multi-dimensions. Don't think of Jesus, the name Jesus. We think, multi, we think linear. You stretch somebody when you get him to think in three dimensions. We think in two dimensions. To get us to think in three dimensions is amazing. X, Y, Z. But Jesus goes beyond that. He's multi-dimensional. He's not confined to just our ability to think. He is greater than that. His name brings whatever, whatever you ask in my name. <laughs> wow. How big do you ask? Around my house, my kids ask big. I pick them up dinner, we're eating dinner, and they start asking for dessert. One time? No, that's one time a day, honey. I can almost be guaranteed this afternoon after eating a scrumptious dinner, they'll go, oh, Dad, I believe DQ's in our future. And then what I want to add another one to that list is his name brings hope. It says in Matthew 12, and his name shall the Gentiles trust. And that word there is hope. Or in another passage, in another translation says, and in, listen to this, this is amazing. This is out of the Amplified. And in and on his name. On his name. His name. On his name will the Gentiles, people outside of Israel, set their hopes. So last week I talked about what's in a name, uh, the power or those things that come with a name. This, this morning I want to spend some time and I want to give you a number of things about the thoughts of a name. If you can turn in your Bibles to Philippians 2, I want to read this passage. After I preached last week, Pastor Daniel came to me and he, he said, uh, you realize you've just preached an introduction and I thought, great, he just added a series onto me. Now, I think in series, so for me, um, quite often that's how I think. But he, he referred to a passage out of Proverbs 18. It says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. 
And I'm just looking more or less, a lot of the passages I'm doing are looking at the name just as Jesus specifically. But if you look at the name of our Savior, of God, it is powerful. And in Philippians 2, I want to read verses, start in verse 9. He says, Therefore God has highly exalted him, and bestowed on him, talking about Jesus, the name that is above a few names. What, what does your Bible read? Every, every name, all names. He has bestowed on him the name that is above every name. If you were in, in, in a class, it'd be like you were the head of the class. Just His name is above every name. Poverty. His name's above that. Amen? He became poor so we could become rich. His name is above poverty. Depression. Is his name above depression? Yeah. Depression does not rule. His name rules. Suicidal thoughts. Do they rule? No. His name is higher than that. Disease. AIDS. Does his name rule above the disease AIDS? Yes. His name is higher. So when you plead his name, you are pleading the name that every other name, every other thing must bow to. It says, therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, when you utter the words, the name of Jesus, picture everything bowing. Don't just say, bless this food in the name of Jesus. Don't just become a rite. Don't just use it as in passing. But start to realize the power that it is in His name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. This morning we talked about chains and, and things breaking loose and free. I believe God wants to free you today. Some of you are prisoners and you don't even understand how you got there. Whatever that prison is, at the name of Jesus, it must bow. Not kinda, not maybe, not possibly, not, well, we'll see what day of the week it is, not, uh, no, at the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. Not only that, but it says in heaven and on earth and under earth. I mean, he covers the whole thing. I don't know about you, but I've seen some pictures on, inter on the internet 
of the expanse of the universe. And it is amazing when they show these, the stars and everything. His name goes beyond those. And we're just a little speck called earth. But from that little speck, you utter the name Jesus, and it echoes, and it resounds, and it continues throughout all of the universe. And it says, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven. Amen. Can you imagine? Heaven must be in a constant state of bowing. Jesus, oh, they just bowed. Jesus, they just bowed. They have a reverence for the name Jesus. At His name in heaven, when you speak, heaven hears your voice. When you speak the name Jesus and heaven bows, and then things on earth, Anybody here have something on earth that needs to uh, be dealt with? Have you used the name Jesus? Have you spoken the name Jesus? In the name of Jesus, you must bow. You can actually take this verse, literally read this verse, and put in cancer, in the name of Jesus, you must bow. Flu. Man, it's been ravaging. This time of year, flu hits. I'm not satisfied. Feeling good is underrated. In the name of Jesus, flu, you must leave. Amen. Let's make it practical. If you're not feeling well... Don't be afraid to say, in the name of Jesus, be healed and leave. I expect when people say, I'm not coming to church this morning because I'm not feeling well, I appreciate them letting me know. And then if you read any of my text messages or Facebook messages, I usually now saying, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And I'm expecting to see them come through the door Sunday morning. That's what I'm expecting. And I'm expecting them to look at me and smile and say, I feel better. I feel better. Because there's power in the name of Jesus. So I want to give you some thoughts about the name of Jesus. Or about names. Names are powerful. Names are powerful. You don't think so? As a kid, there was the phrase, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's not true. I grew up in a family of boys, and we all had a name for each other. And it wasn't David. If you ask my brothers, my name was Goody Goody Two Shoes. See, you hear Pastor Daniel laughing. Uh, he's like, he, he, why? Because I was considered the goody-goody two-shoes. Adrian, that's enough. <laughs> but I was tagged with a name of goody-goody two-shoes. I knew when I was six years old or younger that I was called to be a pastor. 
I remember the day when I heard God call me. And I remember from that moment on, if I didn't remember that God called me to be a pastor, my mom would remind me. So I didn't touch a lot of things because, I'll be honest with you, because I knew my destiny. I knew my name. There's power in a name. When you say the name Jesus, what do you see? Because what you see is what you get. If you see Jesus as powerless, I would venture to say that you're lacking power in your life. If you see Jesus as all-powerful, I would suggest to say and venture to say that there are powerful things happening in your life. It may not be in every area. There's some areas that we seem to have. There's some, I, I, can, I can say powerful and I expect God to be powerful over disease, but I have a hard time sometimes with him being powerful over my finances or I might have him a hard time being powerful over my relationship. But the way I see him is the way that I live. Names are powerful. Just picture. Can you imagine a child being born? People traveling huge distance to see this child. They come and they find him in a cave in a hollowed out area. It wasn't like the stables that we grow up to or the, the Abbotsford or Aldergrove Zoo. They say that the, the stables at the inn they figured were in caves. Hollowed out rocks. And you got all these animals around and then there's this family. I don't, how can you have a child when you got a bunch of animals around? I'd be paranoid. Watch his feet. Watch the tail. Keep his face away from here. It stinks. It smells. It's dirty. And yet, in the feeding trough, they laid this baby. His first set of clothes, they said they, they swaddled, uh, wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Apparently, that, those clothes are actually strips of, of, of fabric that they would bind up people who were sick or people that had died. And when they would go traveling, they would often bring with them uh, clothes, swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, uh, wrapped in swaddling clothes. And, and they would actually bring swaddling fabric with them so that if they had any sicknesses or any illness or something, because they couldn't touch a dead body, that they would have the, fa the fabric on there. His first outfit was his outfit that he would later wear when he died. And people came to look for him. And can you imagine Mary and Joseph sitting there? They come in, and the first time they say, what's his name? <laughs> his name is Jesus. Can you imagine the eruption in heaven? 
The angels had just come to sing about it. The choir had done its performance, and all of a sudden, on the stage of life is Jesus. There's power in that name. Can you imagine uttering His name the first time a human uttered His name as a child? His name is Jesus. And I can just imagine the eruption, the volcanic eruption in heaven where it went from Jesus, 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 all of a sudden just filling heaven. Jesus! The power that is in His name. When you speak His name, every knee must bow. Don't tell me there's no power in His name. Don't tell me there's no power in His name. Names are powerful. A name distinguishes. I read off some names earlier. Wayne Gretzky. That distinguishes who he is. I find this interesting in Acts 19. The seven sons of Sceva. They figure they're going to start doing casting out demons and devils because Paul can do it. So they... They start to do it, and the evil spirit answers them and says, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? <laughs> now, you can take this on to a whole nother level. Do you know that your name is known in the spirit realm? <laughs> they go for coffee. They don't go to Tim Hortons. They probably go to, like, devil's brew or someplace like that and they order their black coffee i like my coffee black is probably how they like it not sweet just black and as they're having coffee at the water cooler and they start talking about their weekend well i ran into paul i ran into jesus i mean they they know his name in the spirit world you talk about a name that's powerful. But not only did they know Jesus' name, they said we know Paul's name. I wonder if they know David's name. And if they don't, they're going to find out pretty quick. A name distinguishes. We know Paul, we know Jesus. Who are you? Utter the name Jesus. When you say a name, you describe a person. In Isaiah, it says, The Lord Himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call His name Emmanuel, which means God with us. It describes a person. God with us. Now, we're getting ready for Christmas, and I enjoy Christmas, and one of my desires this month is that we would take the name Jesus, and we wouldn't just think of a Christmas tree, but that we would think of the Savior of the world. He came to die. He's coming again. His name is Jesus, and He is the most powerful, influential, influential, 
important figure in all of history. He's more important than any other figure you can utter. The calendar is based on Jesus. Anno Dinim, Dinim, Anno, oh Lord, why do I do, Anno Domino, and if I said that wrong, talk to the Latin, which means in the year of our Lord, B.C., before Christ. Names describe a person. When you know your name, you meet your destiny. Jesus knew his name, and in Luke 4, he takes the scroll and he reads out of Isaiah 61. And he reads and he says, The Spirit of the Lord's upon me because he's anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek, and he has set me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prisons to them that are bound. And as he's saying that, what he's doing is he's speaking his destiny. He knew his destiny. His destiny is the same as your destiny to reach somebody and to touch somebody and to see lives touched. Your destiny is to see somebody with a broken heart and to heal that broken heart. Your destiny is to speak to somebody and open a prison door and look at them and say, you're free. You no longer have to live in that prison. Your destiny is to look at somebody and say, God has given you beauty for what you thought was ashes. You thought your life was a waste, but God has given you something beautiful out of what you saw was just ashes. When you know your name, you know your destiny. And Jesus stood there in the temple, and as he read that in the temple, in the synagogue, he said, today this is fulfilled in front of you. His name, he knew his destiny. When you know your name, there's a purpose and a plan, and the intent are the results of somebody knowing their name. Jesus went about doing good. It says that. It also says in John 1, the next day, John seeing Jesus come, he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. When you know your name, your purpose, your plan, and your intent all come into focus. There's power in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus has an intent behind it. When they came and heralded his birth, it said his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. In Isaiah, it also says that his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Prince of Peace, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. There's power in the name of Jesus. As I said earlier from Proverbs 18, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. There are times when I call on the name of the Lord just for help. Can I be honest with you? I have found that I am a human of humans. Growing up, sometimes you think you're invincible. Not invisible, invincible. 
and you think you can do anything, and you think the world revolves around you, and I'm describing myself here, but I'm sure some of us have thought that, and then you hit 50, and I've only been there for three weeks, and God help me. But you start to realize that you bleed the same way everybody else bleeds. I'm not Superman. And there are times when I can just, I just literally say, God, Jesus, help me. That's all I can say. That's okay. We are a human frame. A frail frame that holds the infinite. I can't figure that out. Why somebody who is all-powerful and infinite would choose to put all of that inside of this package. But he did. And he did that with all of you. And there are times when my body aches. There's times when my head hurts. There's times when I can't see what's going on next. That's when I just call on him and I literally just say, Jesus. 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 There's no sweeter name to call because I know I'm calling the name that is above all names. I'm not calling a second-rate name. I'm not calling a name that's ineffective. I'm calling the name that is above all names. And this Christmas season, when we celebrate Christmas, when we celebrate Christ's birth and we celebrate His celebration, we are celebrating the name above all names. We're not celebrating something just for December 25th. We're celebrating something that is through all eternity, past present, and future. His name is powerful. Destiny is found in a name. A name is not a sound, it's an identification. It's not just what you hear, it's what you identify. And, and Philip, he goes and he finds Nathaniel in John chapter 1. And he says unto him, we have found him can you imagine the excitement that he had? He found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. A name is not just the sound, it's an identification. A name is vision without eyes. We found him. Just the name of Jesus, if I say that name, all of you have a picture in your mind. I don't have anything to throw up on the screen to say, in fact, we try to and we show them with long hair, we show them with short hair, we show them with a robe, we show them with this, we show them with that. We can't give a picture, but his name, just the sound of his name, and you have a picture. The sound of my name. Gives you a picture. The sound of your boss's name gives you a picture. Hopefully it's a good picture. 
But a name is not just the sound. There's an identification. There's a vision. There's identity is found in a name and satisfaction is found in living it out. Jesus says, I've come to fulfill the law and the prophets. And at the end of his life, he says, it is finished. He never left anything undone. He never left anything undone in your life. The last one I want to give you is a name gives authority. Pastor Daniel shared on that this morning a little bit. But a name gives authority. If you could turn in your Bibles to Mark 16. You have authority because of Christ. In Mark 16, verse 17, it says, And these signs will, those, will accompany those, he's talking about you and me, these signs will accompany those who believe in my name they will. There's authority that you have in the name of Jesus. And in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. If they pick up any serpents, it will not harm them. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on their sick, the sick, and they will recover. And we're talking about the power that is in the name of Jesus. It's not in the name of David. It's not in the name of you or someone else. It's in the name of Jesus. But he gives us the authority to use that name in our lives and in our situations and in our landscape to see something happen that is supernatural. And in the name of Jesus, when you walk around this Christmas season, and you utter the name Jesus, what are you expecting? What do you expect when you say the name Jesus? Do you expect the name that is above all other names? Are you expecting that at the sound of His name, as it rolls off your lips, Heaven bows. Everything on earth bows. Every single thing on earth must bow to the name of Jesus. Not 99.9%, but everything. Lack. Frustrations. Sorrow. Suicidal thoughts. Anger. Everything must bow at the name of Jesus. And when that name comes off your lips, what do you picture? Don't just picture a little baby, but picture the King of Kings. Picture the Savior who came to save the world of their sins. Picture the one who is now seated at the right hand of the Father. 
picture the one who said, for this purpose have I come to destroy the works of the evil one. His work is complete. His name is complete. His name gives authority. When you walk, you have authority through the name of Jesus. That you can speak His name over any situation. Over any situation. My wife and I had two situations this week that were so unique. She had misplaced her rings. Rings which I had worked hard for too, Ron. The sweat, the toil. And she misplaced them. And she's getting a little panicky. Because to a guy, they're dollar signs. And to a woman, they're a sign of commitment. They're a sign of love. They're a sign. And she walked around and she, she has a couple, two or three spots where they are. And she checked them. And she says, in the name of Jesus, I need that ring back. She went back to the space that she had looked. And there it was sitting. And it, in plain sight. And it wasn't there earlier. And don't try to tell me, oh, well, it was just hidden underneath. We make excuses for God not to do a miracle. <laughs> he doesn't need an excuse. We're looking for a shirt. God is so, he doesn't, he cares about the shirt you wear. I looked, I looked specifically where Winona found it, and I didn't find it. Olivia, that's right, put the laundry there. Olivia doesn't remember putting it there. Winona says, God, I need this in the name of Jesus. That shirt is there. And you say, well, that's just coincidence. No, can we stop saying it's coincidence and can we just say sometimes it's God? We rob him of his praise. I believe God wants to restore things, and how can He restore them if we don't let Him? How can we expect a miracle if we say, no, I don't need it? In the name of Jesus, He cares about my wardrobe. He cares about things that we think are insignificant, and to Him, they're not insignificant. He cares about the vehicles that you're in. He cares about the friends. He cares about situations that we just think, well, I can't even bother God with the clothes. That I... It's okay. It says the sparrows, they have. He says, and how much more does your heavenly Father? My desire for me is that I would understand the power that is in His name. My desire for me is I would stand up and I would gather myself and I'd stra you know, straighten up my shoulders and I'd stand at attention and then I'd take my hand and I'd just go, in the name of Jesus. 
And my desire is to see what I'm speaking to be corrected, changed, and the whole situation come around because it's in the name of Jesus. Don't belittle His name. Don't settle for less. But speak His name with an expectation that something will happen. You see someone that's sick, and whether you can say it direct to them or whether you're a little freaked out like I usually am, you walk by them and you can just say, in the name of Jesus. And you don't have to be freaky. You don't have to get on a soapbox and do it. It can be as practical as just reaching out your hand and touching them. You read Matthew 8. And there's like four or five miracles in that chapter. And like two or three of them, I don't see Jesus saying something. I see him just holding out his hand. <laughs> because he's in the name of Jesus. This Christmas season, my desire for me is that I would understand the power that comes when I say, in the name of Jesus. It's not just blessing my food. But there's power. All of heaven hears David Stunenberg, goody, goody two-shoes, when I say, in the name of Jesus. And all of heaven turns the resources, looks at that, and responds. Not only all of heaven, but everything on this earth, I have authority over it in the name of Jesus. Not only on this earth, but things under this earth respond when they hear David Stunenberg utter in the name of Jesus. And this year we're celebrating Christmas, but we're not just celebrating a baby born. We're celebrating the introduction of in the name of Jesus. And there is power in that name. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, let us learn the power that is in your name. And Lord, my prayer for me is that I would learn to walk in the power that resides in the name of Jesus. And my prayer is that everyone here would as well. In your precious, powerful, anointed name. Amen. I've got a couple things I'd like to say. Um, if you need prayer, come forward and we'll pray. Anything. Anything. You need prayer, we're going to declare the name of Jesus. And secondly, I want to congratulate Ron and Adele. Could you guys stand up for a second? They are engaged to be married. So He showed me the ring and he told me what he had to do to get it. But congratulations. God bless you. We're happy for you. Why don't you congratulate them, Ron and Adele. Amen. Have a great week. If you need prayer, come forward and we will pray and expect 
the power that's in the name of Jesus.